Alliance of American Football is about to rock your world. Makes the catch as it poked away at the it's last moment. It's time to get in the game with the AAF. From Orlando to San Diego. Bill Rowley throwing towards the sticks and has it. Our yes. team breaks it down and serves it up. That's what All the hits. Pop at the line of scrimmage. The strategy. No more mental mistakes. No more gifts. And scoop from the newsmakers, the playmakers, and the game changers. Drag one with him forward for a couple of extra before he has stood up. So shut up and get ready. This is After Further Review. Here's your host, Dean Jackson. Hey everybody, we welcome you to this edition of After Further Review. I'm Dean Jackson. A big show today. Grant Stutchberry gives us a look at the week that was with his Players of the Week. He has a new award winner. We also have a new segment coming up called Three and Out. With a last question. League newsmakers and playmakers. We also check in with Mike Waddell. He's the president of the Orlando Apollos. And Ben Kirchival joins us at the end of the program to talk about the investment from Tom Dundon and uh, clears up some of the controversy surrounding what happened. It's all coming up on After Further Review. Stick with us. Hello, it's me, your credit score. Haven't seen me in a while, huh? Geez, talk about out of sight, out of mind. I mean, look at me. Don't I seem down? Don't I look a little low to you lately? I mean, you never check in on me, and you let these collections and negative items just hang all over me. Did you even know we may be able to get them off our credit report with some simple help? So why don't you do something good for the both of us and call the folks at Ovation Credit? They're a lending tree company. Just call 800-201-6383. That's 800-201-6383. With a free credit consultation, they'll be able to put us on the path to making me a happy score again. And when I'm a happy score, we get what we want. Better credit card offers, low interest loans, more negotiating power. So what are you waiting for? It's a free call and a free consultation. 800-201-6383. That's 800-201-6383. We are back. Branch Dutchbury joins us now with the week that was and he has a new award winner for our Plays of the Week. Fran? We have Orlando Powell's wide receiver, Solid Stein, defense man, and, and Clark, Clark Shaw, and Orlando Powell's quarterback were named to All Sports Central Offensive, Defensive, and Unsung Hero Players of the Week for Week 2 of the AF season. Charles Johnson finished Sunday's game with seven receptions for a whopping 192 yards and one touchdown in the Orlando Powell's thrilling 37-29 victory over the San Antonio Commanders. Johnson's largest catch went for 54 yards. Brandon, we have a defensive one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, Carter Schultz for, um, for the Solid Stallion had six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, a pass deflection, and a forced fumble in the Stallion's 12-9 loss to the Birmingham Iron. Schultz also had a stop-fake punt run, run attempt for a first down uh, uh, by the Birmingham Iron. And our unsung, our new award winner, the Unsung Hero Award. Yeah, that hands down goes to Orlando Apollo's cornerback, Keith Reiser. He had a game-winning 39-yard interception return for a touchdown against San Antonio Commanders quarterback Logan Woodside. And he picked it off and, and uh, picked six for the, for, for, the, uh, for the Apollos, which turned out to be a game winner. Fran, as we look ahead to this weekend, it really looks like Memphis and Orlando is a mismatch. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it should be a, a blowout for Orlando. Orlando high power. Mason is very committed to Hackenberg, which surprised me. He proved a little bit in game two, but in the running game, he didn't throw any balls downfield. He just think and dunked. The problem is they have to protect him, but he's been sacked six times in games. And if he gets 
you know, pressure. He's going to the ball. He's going to not be able to get rid of quickly at all. One of the big rivalry games that we thought coming into this season would be Birmingham and Memphis. It's just a short trip from Birmingham to Atlanta. Atlanta seems to be correcting the ship, and Birmingham is doing okay. I mean, I mean, Simmons improved a little bit on the second game, going to 25. When that's one touchdown, one interception. But the thing is, they get off to a slow start. The, the local fans are going to be demanding Alan Murray to start since he college football in Georgia there. A game that I really like this weekend is San Diego and San Antonio hooking up. The Commandos head to San Diego. Mike Martz, Mike Riley connecting. And it will be a real measuring stick of how good those teams really are. I, I, I think it's a plus a game, but I, I'll to San Antonio. I do think they're better. I mean, I, I, I'm still not... Fran, any other thoughts before we send you on your way? I mean, uh, I got I got a uh, rating. Uh, the NFL uh, now averages around 425 viewers on Saturday and Sunday, which is a slight drop. But the thing was, they were going up against the NBA challenges and the NBA All Star games. Forty thousand viewers, you know, for Sunday nights on phone average is pretty good. Dean. We'll catch up with you next week for our Players of the Week with our special Players of the Week podcast and some weekend review action going on. That's Fran Stutchberry, our AAF correspondent on After Further Review. We'll be right back. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to oneignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.thenumberoneignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. oneignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. We are back and we introduce a new segment. As the title says, it's three and out. We get a lot of audio throughout the week and sometimes we simply can't share it all. All with you, and this is our chance now to get the best audio from the week. Sometimes it will be just one coach or one player. This week, we happen to have a good week with two coaches that'll square off this weekend: San Diego and San Antonio Commanders coach Mike Riley and fleet head coach Mike Martz. Our first edition of Three and Out. Now, with a full disclaimer, these are questions that were actual questions posed at press conferences and conference calls that we were a part of. We will identify when we've asked the question. We will not edit the response. Our first is San Antonio head coach Mike Riley. He was asked, you have played San Diego three times in the first three weeks. Have you ever had this experience in your long coaching career? I sure have. You know, we used to play in Canada when I was with Winnipeg. We played Saskatchewan every year back-to-back. Labor Day game and then the next week and and uh, you know you so we we had a kind of a, a life of of repeat games with teams. I think we played 
Coach Dean Jackson with After Further Review, the AAF podcast. After having a couple games under your belt, what's becoming apparent about this squad? You know, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's really clear that these guys, this is important to them, and they uh, they work hard at it. They're, they're, uh, they're fun, exciting to coach. Anyway, I, I'm really I'm really impressed with uh, you know kind of who they are and what they're trying to do with the, with their opportunity. Riley was posed the question: What are the advantages disadvantages of having to face a team with such a short turnaround like this? Well, I think the the, the obvious ones are that you you play the team and you know them more, you know them better after you've played them. Uh, what they do, who they do it with, you know, you kind of know. Uh, their their strengths and you get a little bit of a picture of what they're trying to get accomplished, um, and you know then I, I suppose the, uh, the the thing you don't know is what curveballs are you going to see, you know, and 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 how's that going to look different, you know they <clears throat> they certainly will do some different stuff and you have to be ready for the whole thing, but. Uh, you got to you're going to have to deal with uh, you know exactly what they're doing first. Again, that was coach Mike Riley from the San Antonio Commanders. We will have other clips from that conference call. We will post those on our podcast site. Now we're going to check in with Mike Martz. Same situation. We had a conference call with the San Diego Fleet head coach. March was asked, "What are the biggest differences between coaching in the NFL?" In the AAF, you know, just the preparation time, obviously in the off season, and, and the guys learning it. Uh, quarterbacks haven't have got the biggest, uh, you know, jump to make, you know, particularly for us. I just think with this league, everybody's getting better, faster every week. And in the NFL, uh, you improve every week, but I think the quality of play just in one week has been remarkable, and I'm sure it'll improve this next week too. So um, there's just so much for them to adjust to and learn, you know. So many of them don't have a big background in terms of the technical aspect of how the games play in the NFL, and I think they're all adjusting that well. March was asked, does he feel like there's less resources for teams to be successful in the AAF compared to the NFL? We're, we're, we have plenty of resources. You know, the, they all have a training table, and our, our offices are good. We have a good practice facility. I, we don't want for anything. You know, we'd like to have some dry balls in the second half last week. Uh, that'd be nice. I guess we're, our budget didn't allow for that, but it'd be nice not to have to throw a rock in there. But anyway, the uh, no, the league is good from that standpoint. Uh, that's not an issue, you know. I think uh, the league will get much, much better as well when as these quarterbacks get better too. Coach Dean Jackson from After Further Review. What do you like about San Antonio as a team? I think they're very well coached. I, I really like uh, their players up front. You know, everything that we do in football starts in the course in the trenches, particularly with the offensive line. That's really a good offensive line. They're very well coached. And defensively, they've got some pass rushers on the outside that you absolutely have to contend with. They do a great job of play calling. Uh, they really control the game. They keep the ball away from them, all those things. And yet, they strike and get a big play when it's there. And defensively, they're very active. They create problems for you. I, I just think they've got good players and they're very well coached. Again, a double dip of three and out with Mike Riley. And Mike Martz, they'll meet up this weekend in San Diego as the Commanders hook it up with the San Diego Fleet. We'll be back with more, but we remind you, 
As with most of our interviews, we will have full-length interviews on our podcast site. We will also have short-form responses as well, and you can simply find it. We'll tell you the best thing to do is just follow us on Twitter at the AAF Podcast on Twitter. Still to come on the program, we're going to talk with Ben Kerchival. He is a CBS Sports reporter. He followed the investment and the quote-unquote payroll glitch issue. And we're going to separate the facts from the rumor and maybe how that story all got started. Also coming up next, Mike Waddell, the outspoken team president for the Orlando Apollos. Be in the know for all your favorite teams with our Sports Central. It's like Grand Central for minor league sports. It's the most comprehensive minor league coverage anywhere. Make it your first stop for the teams and sports you care about. Minor league and alternative sports. Get big league attention. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, and more. Scores, stories, moderated message boards, and of course, exclusive content on OurSportsCentral.com. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to oneignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.thenumberoneignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. oneignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. We welcome you back to After Further Review. My name is Dean Jackson. With us now, Orlando Apollo's team president, Mike Waddell. Mike First of all, thank you. You've been one of our allies from the very get-go. And, you know, without guys like you, it would be a lot harder for us to get any type of leverage to get people on the show. So I thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, Dean. Thanks a lot for all you're doing for the Alliance of American Football as we go off into this inaugural season. And, hey, it's been a lot of fun through two weeks. Hopefully the next ten weeks for us will be as exciting and Hopefully it ends up on Saturday night, 27 April, out at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas, and we're hoisting up the first Alliance championship. That's certainly our goal. Well, at this point, it looks very difficult to argue with that assessment. Eight games yet to play, obviously, so we've got a lot of football to play, but your team is doing everything that it needs to do to be successful. Now, let's just get it started. You are the guy at the top of the organization. Steve Spurrier obviously is the football guy, but were you hired by the league to hire the coach? How do you put the pieces together? Sure, Dean. Well, uh, let's go in the order. Just like the Apollo missions, we've all given ourselves numbers. So uh, Apollo 1 was Steve Spurrier. He was announced last April. And then about a month later, Apollo 2 came along, and that's Tim Ruskell, the general manager. And Tim doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but he is a football genius. He's won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. He's been the president and general manager of the Seattle Seahawks. He's worked with the Bears, the Titans, the Falcons. He's been around, 
He was with Steve Spurrier as a ball boy back when Steve was a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after he got traded there. And then he was with Steve at the Tampa Bay Bandits. So they go back years and years. So Apollo 1 in April, Steve Spurrier, Apollo 2 in May, Tim Ruskell. And then, you know, they worked on the football because the backbone of the Alliance of American Football is, the, the, the mandate is, we need to have great football. They were working around, and then somewhere around uh, August, they said, hey, we need somebody that's crazy enough to come in here and hire about 24 people over the next four months and put together the business operations. So that's where I came in. I talked to a search firm. They uh, put me in touch with uh, Tom Veet, who is our head of business operations. We talked for the first time in June, and then, uh, you know, it wasn't priority one to get the team president's name. But on August 3rd, I got the call. On August 4th, I flew down to Orlando, and I was hooked. Actually got on the ground down here on August the 28th, and since then, we've hired those 24 people, all two dozen of them, to run our business operations. That's what I'm in charge with. Seems like to me, at least early on, offensive we have a league of haves and we have a league of have-nots. Orlando is one of the haves. San Antonio is a have. I think Birmingham is a have. I don't know if they're a have and have-nots. Maybe they're just a uh, now and some not yet. I mean, you got to remember, uh, these guys just started coming together as teams. I mean, many camps in December were, you know, getting physicals and getting playbooks and say, hey, how are you? I'm this face that goes with that name. You know, when they got to San Antonio, all eight teams gathered there in the Mission City for preseason. And that's where training camp was. So these guys, I mean, it's the, you know, we're, we're not even the February 20th yet. And so these guys have not even been together for 50 days. And they've already played two games. I mean, that's amazing. The fact that these guys can even remember the snap counts and the plays right now. They know when, you know, for a quarterback to know when his receiver is going to zig or zag as opposed to hitch and giddy up. I mean, you just, I mean, it takes a lot to get that chemistry going. And, and truly, I think one of the great advantages that we have here with Coach Steve Spurrier is that a lot of his coaches have been with him before. A lot of good things happening in the AAF. Right. What's been challenging for you? What has maybe not gone so well? Because I see a lot of good things, maybe some technical things, but, you know, there obviously there's going to be bugs to work out. There are. I mean, and, and you know, it's a startup. But here's the great thing. None of that really matters. Our, our focus is on football. The other things are going to come together. This league was only announced, the Alliance of American Football, in April of 2018. So we kick off nine months after it's announced. We put together these fans. I mean, I mean, the, the the fan base. We put together the names. We put together the people working behind the scenes on the business side. I mean, the fact that we're up and running and the football is good, Dean. The football is solid, and and that is what people will remember. It's not they're not going to remember an advertising campaign or a song or a slogan or the hype. You only have to if you're relying on the sizzle. You're going to fizzle. But if you have steak, man, you can't be break. See, I had to adapt the, adapt the language there. But that's the thing. We're about the steak. We're about the football. We're not about the hype. We're not about the words. We're about walking the walk. And that's what is going on here in the Alliance of American Football. I wouldn't change anything about it. Uh, it's hard. And, and if it wasn't hard, everybody would have done it. And, and then we keep moving forward. I think one of the things that makes 
the AAF so special. Well, any league, every city has its uniqueness. They've got special things that they do at a stadium. You've been to San Antonio. What do you think makes Spectrum Stadium special in Orlando? Well, I think Spectrum Stadium in Orlando, when you get uh, people in there and they start to hop around, the place bounces. It moves. It's a metal aluminum stadium. They call it the bounce house. And so that's our, our challenge. Our challenge is to get people in there and make some noise. You know, make a ruckus. That, that's very, very important. Um, they do a good job of that in San Antonio. They're also blessed with having a roof. So it's always 72 degrees and clear. We battled some uh, spit in London-like weather. It was more like London than it was Orlando. So, um, you know, and we're looking at uh, some liquid sunshine again this weekend. But you know what? <laughs> control what you can control. Are you going to sell visors? Are we going to have a visor giveaway in honor of Coach Spurrier? Oh, Already done it, brother. Already done it. We have a partnership with the morning show. Uh, it's nationwide on iHeart, but it's called Monsters in the Morning. Guys wear and gals, they wear togas, and they wear their uh, Steve Spurrier white visors. And uh, that, that's, that's a staple. You know, coach, coach didn't start wearing a visor as a coach until he got to Florida. He never did that at Duke. But uh, Florida and South Carolina, maybe with the Redskins, too. He's worn that visor, and he gets some uh, air on that sucker every now and then. I'm sure so he does. Our goal is to, our, our goal is to keep that sucker on his head <laughs> and uh, to, to make him happy. But he is he is a gentleman. He is a football savant, and uh, I, I cannot think of anybody that I would rather work with in coaching. And I've worked with some good ones: Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State, Jerry Moore. Uh, you know, multiple-time national championship coach there at Appalachian State, Mac Brown, Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, uh, Todd Berry, who's the head of the AFCA now. I've worked with some great football coaches, but none really have been a head ball coach the way that Coach Spurrier is. He is he is a national treasure, truly. We are talking with Mike Waddell. He is the president, the team president of the Orlando Apollos, a team that Michael has referred to as America's team in the AAF or something to that effect. Now, now Dean. Yes. Dean, we've actually changed that. Oh. We do have breaking news here. <laughs> we we got to get like a sound news. We have actually, we are not America's team. We are the Galaxy's team because we are gods of the sun. And to limit us to only one mortal realm is is truly not reflective of what we are all about. So the Orlando Apollo is now officially known as the Galaxy's team in the Alliance. Not quite the universe, because that might be a little cocky, but Galaxy gives you some room to shoot for. Well, Mike, again, thank you so much for being on After Further Review. Thank you very much, Dean. You have a great week. Again, that's Mike Waddell. He is the president of the Orlando Apollo's we had so much fun talking with Mike, and he, he can't hear this right now unless he's listening to the program, but I'd say it anyways. Uh, it was supposed to go 15 minutes, ended up going 45 minutes. Laugh a minute the whole time. You'll want to catch this. He talks about barbecue. He talks about his own playing career, which he says wasn't much to write about. We'll have that all in the next day or so on our podcast page. You can come back and check that out. And with all of our interviews, we'll have full-length interviews if we can't fit them in the program on the podcast. 
We'll be back with more. Ben Kirchival from CBS Sports helps us unwrap what went on with the payroll glitch and the investment from Tom Dundon. And that's coming up next on After Further Review. Be in the know for all your favorite teams with our Sports Central. It's like Grand Central for minor league sports. It's the most comprehensive minor league coverage anywhere. Make it your first stop for the teams and sports you care about. Minor league and alternative sports. Get big league attention. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, and more. Scores, stories, moderated message boards, and of course, exclusive content on OurSportsCentral.com. We welcome you back to After Further Review. I'm Dean Jackson. With us now, Ben Kirchival from CBS Sports. He covers the AAF and one of the first people to cover the story, the investment, the computer glitch. Ben, thanks for joining us. So let me let me set this up a little bit, and you correct me as I... The AAF has an issue. Players aren't paid. Simultaneously, the AAF finds an investor, a huge one, one that seemingly you can't say no to in any type of situation. What I was told was that the payroll issue and the $250 million investment from her, uh, Carolina uh, Hurricanes owner Tom Dunham were separate issues. So there's a lot to kind of unpack here. The crux of which is that they just ha- they happen to coincide. So the easiest thing to kind of break down first is the payroll issue. So if you go back to probably January, the AAF wants to move over to a different payroll system and uh, spoke to one spokesperson in the front office, one general manager um, for one of the teams. And they both told me basically the same thing, which is that this was supposed to have been done before the season started. It ended up kind of getting pushed back. Uh, until this month. And so anytime you move over to payroll systems, you're just, you're, and with that glitch, some people will receive pay stubs like they normally do on a Friday, but nothing shows up in their bank account. I was told that as of end of day Tuesday, that was supposed to have been corrected. All of those things independently seem to stack up to, there was just simply a payroll issue. I, I asked a spokesperson, was there ever any danger of people not being paid? I was, I was told no. The idea that the, that Tom Dundon's $250 million investment came in and, and sort of bailed them out on that. I did not get it. I did not get that impression. Now, as for the investment itself, obviously it's huge. It's a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, Dundon has his hands in a lot of sports cookie jars. He's just continuing to try to diversify um, his investments and, and what he's involved in in exchange for that investment. He's going to be the chair of the board of directors, have a pretty prominent voice in the AAF moving forward, even though this is not a buyout. This is still Charlie Eversol's companies. It's, it's obviously a great thing for the AAF that they got this money. Were they in danger of not of becoming, uh, you know, financially insolvent without it? Of course. You, I mean, because you, for no other reason that you need that capital. Was it an 11th hour thing? I, I think a quarter of a billion dollars is, is a hell of a lot of money to just willy-nilly hand over in, in the middle of the night. I, again, I think talks of this happening have been occurring for some time. It's just that the materialization of it, you know, happened pretty quickly. So, you know, if you're, if you're interested in spring football, that's a good thing. 
Do you think the logic behind perhaps the rush to judgment to assume that the league was in trouble was based on the fact that every other spring football league since the creation of man has failed? Yeah, I mean, history is not on the AAF side here. Uh, it's The batting percentage is, is pretty low. So, yeah, I think anytime something happens, that would be, to put it very lightly, a, a roadblock. I mean, obviously not having the, the cash to pay your employees is very quickly a way to go belly up. So I, I think anytime something happens, People are going to say, okay, that's it. It's, it's over. What they have to realize is. Ben Kirchival from CBS Sports, thanks so much for joining us on After Further Review. All right, thanks, Dean. Again, as we have mentioned elsewhere in this program, this interview is a condensed interview of a much longer interview that we had with Ben Kirchival, and we really dig in about the issue behind the AAF investment, the payroll glitch, and some other thoughts on what's going on in the league. You'll want to listen to that, and you can do that right here. Same spot you found this podcast. We'll have that up for you in the next 24 hours or so. Until next time, we want to thank Mike Waddell for joining us. We want to thank the league PR directors for making us a part of their conference calls. To Fran Stutchberry for his weekly look at the AAF and Ben Kirchival for joining us as we try to sift through what's going on with the investment from Tom Dundon in the AAF. Until next time, I'm Dean Jackson. So long, everybody. This has been After Further Review, a rock'em, sock'em, smash-mouth blast of AAF football action. Join us again next week as Dean Jackson gives you a closer look at the Alliance of American Football. Until then, follow us on Twitter at the AAF Podcast. Right here. It ain't going nowhere.